You're listening to episode nine of the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. I'm Jason Tucker, and I've settled over a billion dollars in copyright claims for the world's largest studios. Over the last 15 years as the expert pirate hunter, IP problem solver, and enforcer, I have helped shape copyright law, the processes, and the landscape that exists today. So how do you keep your IP organized, protect it from pirates, and make even more money off of your content? With real-life insight and stories from the trenches, this is the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. In this episode, we're going to tackle two questions that I get a lot. Will my content get stolen? What do I do when my content gets stolen? So first part, will my content get stolen? Absolutely. If it's online long enough, if it's out there long enough, yes. And if you're successful, it's going to get shared a lot and it's probably going to get sold. It's definitely going to get given away. Take a moment. How does it feel hearing that? And just hang on to that for a second. I used to co-own what at the time was the world's largest library of erotic images. We estimated that we were supplying 50% of all photos that you saw in men's magazines in the United States and about 20% in the rest of the world. We had millions of photos. The internet was relatively new. Adult content was hot. And when opportunistic and highly creative people realized that they could scan these images from magazines and sell them on the web, I saw a growing business model and a faster moving problem called piracy. In those early days, if you saw (laughs) a banner ad or a dating profile, there was an 80% chance that the content was from my library simply because no one else had the volume or the relationships in the space. Now, that was the good news. The bad news was, is that as we started licensing content to adult websites, the problem didn't slow down. I realized that we needed a way to know where every image was going to be in order to determine who was licensed and, and, and who was a thief. Now, the problem, the problem hit so quick, I was able to use Google Image Search to find our photo sets by the same naming structure we use to catalog our library. So there was page after page, and, and then eventually hundreds and then thousands of pages of our images. A good chunk of our library, I would just type in the MSX 357 and, and another word or, or two, and boom, there it was, just pages. It was like a card catalog. It just, it was nuts. So I would take those and then narrow it down, and we would see sites. And then we would cross-reference that and say, this site has a license, this site doesn't have a license. And in those early days, that's how I built target lists and then cases. In a lot of instances, because the pool was so small, uh, it was people I knew from trade shows, and I would just call a lot of them to to see if we could work out deals. And uh, if we weren't able to, then we would get more aggressive. As a result, I ended up with a reputation for being litigious. But realistically, and in retrospect, and even now, like litigation is the last tool I want to reach for. It's time consuming. It's emotional. There's a lot of elements that go into it. And if I could just work, and in the end, we're going to end up working something out anyway. So if we can do that ahead of time, we can save so much money, time and, and hassle. One of the crazier instances that added just kind of crazy to the fire was I found a broker in the United Kingdom who was licensing our sets like she had permission to do it. She had a website. She was promoting it. The problem was, is that this broker was issuing license agreements to everyone who bought my content from her, never gave her permission, never saw a dime. So now not only did I have clear, dirty pirates who I could spot, but we now had all these innocent site operators in the mix who thought they had a legitimate license. And I didn't want to burn them because they were a victim of somebody else's con with my images. I share this with you because I know how it feels to get ripped off and to see the business get hit and to see content I help create abused. 
<sighs> take a breath. So how does it feel? Well, it sucks. But I use that feeling as fuel to help educate and create change. So whether it's your content or it's my content, yes, I still get pissed. But for me, it's now a tool that I use to do better for our clients. Now, here's the good news. Unlike me back then, you don't have to figure out what to do. When I started this, there weren't any systems in place. We would have to explain to attorneys, I would have to explain in a court how the internet worked and how this transaction was taking place and what was happening. Now it's it's more mature. So there are clear steps that you can take to solve the issue and we have the tools for you. Now, here's a really cool part. You can get as aggressive or as passive as you like and still get results. Hear me again. You can get as aggressive or as passive as you're comfortable with and still get results. Awesome? Yes. Now, not awesome that your content's getting stolen, but awesome that there's something you can do. So knowing that you can do something now, here's a crazy thought. What if you do nothing for six months? Why? (laughs) Every person who shares the file with another, every sale, every download, it's free promotion for your brand or product. Now let's look at stats. If 5% of 100,000 unlicensed downloads or shares types in your URL and your conversion ratio to additional products is say 3%, then thieves, sorry, I'm doing math. If thieves are potentially giving you 150 sales you didn't have, crazy? Yes. Effective? Quite possibly. Now, you may be thinking not what I want to encourage. Okay, but just know it's possible. And no, you wouldn't be the first one to employ this. We've employed this technique for our clients in the music and film industry over the years to tease and start what looks like a naturally occurring viral sensation. All those happen naturally, right? (laughs) Once content is in enough locations around the world, people on the internet do what people do. They share for fear of missing out. So just know that this is a possibility for you. And if you look at it like that, which is why I'm sharing this with you, piracy doesn't seem so daunting. It doesn't seem so abusive. Yeah. Now, every ounce of your being may be screaming, stop stealing my work. Stop it. You're stealing my hard work. Okay, cool. Let's stop it. Here's what you do. You know the site selling it? Great. Copy that URL. Copy the URL of uh, where it's taking place on their site. PDF it. Look for an email contact under the terms or contact page or DMCA notice page. Do a who is lookup and copy every email you see. Look up their host and get their contact email for abuse. You can use domain tools. You can use any who is lookup. Uh, You can go to a site called robtex, R-O-B-T-E-X.com. Put in the URL. It'll give you some more information. Copy all those email addresses. You're going to use all of them. Go to intellectualpropertyhq.com download our DMCA takedown notice, fill out the notice with all of the uh, respective questions, and then email that to every address you found. Wait a week and check back. If it's still up, find the first notice, hit forward, and send it again, except this time put second DMCA takedown notice in the header and PDF do screen caps of those infringing pages again. Save all of that. Now, content won't get removed in every instance 
but more often than not, it will. Some hosts, some service providers, they just don't care. Uh, they take a it's not us approach or uh, just depending on where they are in the world. Some are good eggs, some are bad eggs. It's just, it is what it is. But be, be, you need to be vigilant about it. Send another notice every week and take a screenshot of the page or pages. And you can do this five, six. I mean, I've got notices that just went out today. It's our eighth notice. Uh, I've got other notices that'll go out next week. Those will be sixth and seventh notices. It, it's just the way of the world. But I don't look at it as, well, it's not coming down fast enough. I look at it as if you keep doing this, I'm going to have no other choice but to suggest to our clients that they bring about a lawsuit or take other legal action. And all of these now sixth, seventh, eighth notices plus the screenshots are going to show a pattern and practice of you being a really bad thief, which is going to hurt you later on. So whether you take action or not past sending notices, know this, at least you now have the first elements of what you need for a lawsuit or the next step, whatever that may be for you. This is also why I preach the importance of registering your copyrights, because that little step of registration can save you money, but also make you money down the road if you do take additional action or if your content is being stolen on a regular basis and you're selling your library of work, a buyer will look at that as a potential value add um, for you. So we'll cover what you can do if none of this is working in another episode, but based on my experience, chances are this will work more often than not. If you want more information, go to intellectualpropertyhq.com. And if you have any questions, join our Facebook group at intellectualpropertyhq.com and you can ask them there. Jason Tucker is not an attorney. All of the information shared on this free podcast is his opinion and not legal advice. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. See you next time. Oh,